and welcome back to Phil Am Creative's Voices. We're back here with Phenomenal. Gabe de Guzman, <laughs> dancer, musketeer, or choreography, or as we call it, dancer. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Phil Am Creative's Voices. Thank you. Thanks for having uh, me. I'm glad you can make it. Um, so tell us, tell the audience here, like, what is a musketeer? Well, a Mouseketeer is basically, I believe, one of the um, major faces of the Disney company because they started out as one of the first Disney TV shows. So Mouseketeer is a very big name in the industry. And, I mean, so many stars have came out of that show. You have Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Just the list goes on and on and on. And just the thing that I'm a part of the next generation of this great line of people is just so crazy to me. And it's a dream come true, honestly. How did you start off? How old were you when you started dancing? When I started dancing, I was five years old. And right now I'm 17 years old, so 12 years now. Do you remember your very first routine? I can tell you what's the very first dance I learned. It was what three is year, it? I was three years old at my parents' Filipino parties, and I would do the Ocho Ocho and Spaghetti. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. That's what I was just thinking right now. So I was like, I wonder if he's going to say Ocho Ocho. Because I was like, I was, in my head, I was like, it'd be really funny if he said Ocho Ocho. Good job, mom. Good job. I had to reach back into my Filipino roots, and I was just like, that's the first thing I learned. I'd put a hat on the floor and just be like, yeah. yeah. All right, you get to keep the card. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh awesome. Um, it, what made you, like... Like being a musketeer, like was it something that uh, was just offered to you, or is that something you wanted or strived for? Like how that come? I mean, I've always been a Disney kid ever since I was born, and like just the audition notes came out. They're like, "Hey, we're casting for new musketeers." I was like, "Musketeers? I haven't heard that name in so long." And I was like, "This must be such a great opportunity." So, of course, our show is based around social media, and kind of the talent team was searching through social media, and luckily they found my. Uh, profile and I got called in to come in for an audition so I got to go in and they just it wasn't anything spe uh, like specified for the audition of what mm -hmm. we had to do they just wanted to see who we are as individuals and just show our great personalities and I mean that's pretty much a very big part of the show because our show is all about diversity and being yourself and yeah I mean were you, you nervous at all I was definitely nervous because <laughs> I never thought I'd be auditioning as for like the role of a Mouseketeer, and I mean, once again, that's such a very big name in just the whole industry, and just as Disney would say, so. Yeah, because I mean, um, because I used to watch the Mickey Mouse Club, right, when I was younger, and then it, I, it just stopped, they, they stopped having the Mickey Mouse Club, it just yeah, went away for a it while. it just ended. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, it was like 50s, 70s, 90s, and then now they come back in 2000, so like, yeah, it's crazy how this is just the next generation of kids that are just yeah, so I mean, happy and be living their dream. Yeah, personally, when I heard that it was coming back, I was like, that's awesome. You know, like there's going to be a new generation of talent being developed and like new audience that's going to enjoy it. Um, when you when they asked you to come in, did they base uh, you, you kind of said it, but like, is it you think it's based on like the people who came in because they had big followers or uh, it's because of the talent they saw on the social media. No, I believe it was all very talent-based because they kind of knew all of our um, like strengths and weaknesses, mm -hmm. but of course we all had each other to kind of help each other on those weaknesses because half of us were dancers, half of us were singers, and we kind of just pushed each other to do better in our kind of our weaker state. But, I mean, one of the kids, actually, that was his very first audition, like, in... LA and he is now a Mouseketeer so wow. wow that's incredible we definitely have a great range of just 
different people who are like well known and those who are just getting into the industry and we just blended in so well. That's pretty awesome. Um, what's the demographics? Would you say like it's because you said it's pretty diverse. So it's like mm-hmm. do they have pretty much like everyone from the spectrum or the rainbow kind of thing or what? Well, it's actually pretty amazing because half of our cast right now is. Filipino, which is no a very, this is a very big step for the Asian community because we know that Asian Americans have like, there haven't been very much roles out there in like kind of just the TV and movie world, but just to think how far we've come and now that half of our cast is actually Filipino is just quite mind blowing to me. It's, it's, a, awesome. it's a huge feat because, you know, a win for for you is a win for all of us who are, you know, trying to pave the way and they're, um, with all the other guests that we've had on this show, we we have people who have been doing this since the '90s, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, um, and then people who are you know YouTubers, and and so it's great to just see, you know, finally Filipinos in the mainstream, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a huge following for for future kids generations to follow because because the um, the new Mickey Mouse Club it's not going to be on TV; it's more on on social media platforms, right? Yeah, it's more just tap on your phone and you're there. You're just joining the experience right through your phone. And but I believe that it's a very big step for us because I know also on Disney, there's a show where an Asian girl is actually just the lead and just the main star of the show. So, I mean, we're really stepping into... I mean, we're just making change. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Yeah, and I I just want to set examples for all the next generations are coming after us just to show that you don't have to change yourself for who you are. Just be you and, you know, just keep following your dream. Do you feel like people in your age group are more aware of diversity and how much that matters? I feel like we've definitely kind of, we definitely grew more into that. And we're kind of realizing that we're much better being ourselves rather than changing for someone else. Mm. That's huge. Oh, that just like melts my heart, guys. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to survive. Thank God. <laughs> um, so like when you're, when you, when you, like, let's go back to your first day on set. Like, what was that like? First day on set, I was kind of nervous because some of the people I didn't know, some of the people I've worked with ever since I was a kid. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is our first day, like, as a group. So like. We don't know if we're like going to get along or not, but luckily we all got in there. We introduced ourselves to each other. We kind of played some games that day just to kind of get to know each other. And I can really say that we instantly clicked as soon as that first day happened. That's cool. And for the people that, um, you know, not familiar with uh, being an actor and as a as a teen or even younger, like how do you guys balance school um, and set life? School is definitely a hard portion of it. Um well, well, this last previous year, I actually got co- so caught up in work that I went to public school for my freshman and sophomore years, but then it just started getting so busy. So I actually went homeschool for my junior year. But now that I'm a senior, I'm going to go back to my public school. Oh, so, I mean, good. I just want to have that normal high school experience. You know, yeah. it's your senior year. Like, you don't want to miss out on all the great prom. things. Is it really normal when you're the super cool guy that was on the Disney yeah, channel? Yeah, I try to like, say normal kids. as if, like... <laughs> Like do you get, like like how do how do your friends at school or even your you know other peers and classmates treat you you know if you're gonna go back you know you're a senior and and how are they taking the news that 
<laughs> a masketeer. Because I would be freaking out. Like I would, I would be freaking out for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, they definitely know the situation. Of course, like I kind of will like not get to have that normal life. But as much as I can, just like kind of just treat me as like a normal, regular high school kid. I mean, I still gotta stay to my roots and just stay grounded and. Yeah, I mean, that's basically a really big moral for me is to just stay grounded, be humble, and just be grateful for every opportunity. So are they going to work around your guys' schedules and for the um, for the musketeers who are you know going to public school and all of that? <laughs> well, it's funny because half of us, even like more than half of us, are graduated at this point or in college. So, yeah, there's only like about... Well, there's like three of us that are still in school. Oh, okay. But one is uh, one is still homeschooled, and then me and another musketeer are going back to school. That's cool. When you were growing up, what did you think that you were going to do with your life? What did I think I was going to do? I definitely knew I was going to, of course, dance. And I think uh, one of my major goals is just to um, either dance or even get to maybe choreograph a world tour i mean that was one of my biggest dreams ever since i was a kid now um for the people that might not be familiar like what kind of dances are you trained in or um... i train in all styles i train in jazz tap ballet uh contemporary musical theater but my main is hip-hop what was it like dancing with bruno mars oh dancing with bruno mars that was so amazing i mean it was my first job. I mean, I got to go on tour for this thing called Macy's Glamorama, which was just basically a fashion show sh um, showcasing all their, like, new clothes and stuff. And, I mean, I got to do that. And on the tour was Bruno Mars, Far East Movement, and CeeLo Green. So, nice. I mean, that's a pretty big step for my first job. And then when I, as soon as I heard, like, who the artists were when I got to rehearsal, I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> how, how old were you? Um, I think I was nine, ten-ish. Oh my, guys, step wow. it up. <laughs> step up your game. What was I doing when I was nine or ten? What were you, what, Walter, what were you doing when you were nine? Dude, I just immigrated to America. <laughs> I was foppy as hell, man. <laughs> I was just trying to learn English like most Americans. <laughs> so I think I had already graduated ESL by then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was riding bikes and like learning math. I'm and... just coming out of the jungles of the Philippines. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> That's putting away my machete. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> ah, we'd so be friends. Yeah. We'd so be friends like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> going back, sorry. I'm thinking of my machete. <laughs> <laughs> um, going like. Your support system as a as a you know an actor and uh, being so young like what's that like and how does your family keep up with that? Well, it's um it's a very difficult process. I mean, my both my parents they both work full time jobs, but they still um kind of just like play around with their schedule and just kind of help me a lot to just keep living out my dreams. So they're a very big part of my support system, and I mean my family has supported me throughout the whole way and my friends. They have never let me down. They've always been by my side ever since I was a kid. And, like, however long I've known them, I've always had them by my side. And just, they've always been great people. Did your parents ever try to, I guess, like, influence you as far as, you know, careers and academics? Like, like, because, you know, everybody's like, oh, go into the medical field or go into engineering. Mm -hmm. Were your parents like that? or Or did they just see 
the potential in you early on and just kind of, you know, encouraged everything that you were passionate about? I mean, I could, I think they they already knew that I kind of had that dancing bug. I mean, I would be dancing everywhere, everywhere at their parties, of course, and just like everywhere around the house, I would not stop moving. I was the like worst child to deal with because <laughs> I would not stop moving. But I think they really saw potential and like what I really was interested in. And it's kind of funny because I had the dancing bug, but I actually didn't start taking dance classes because I was like, oh, I really want to do dance. So how this started out was um, when I was a kid, I actually had asthma and I needed to find an indoor sport that would keep me active, but Mm. also not have me coming home sick every time because of all the dust Mm because I would try t-ball and softball out in the fields and then every day just coming home coughing and it just wasn't working out, but I still needed to still keep that active flow. Mm -hmm. So my sister was also a dancer and she went to the studio that I actually attend right now. So um, her and my parents really encouraged me to take a dance class, but at the time for my age, it was like ballet and jazz and I was the type of boy who was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So they let me wait a year. And I finally took my first dance class there, which was hip hop, of course. And I just instantly fell in love with it. It was kind of like destiny. I mean, it's crazy how it wasn't actually a choice of mine at first. Well, kudos to your parents for seeing that. And because, you know, I, I feel like every parent, you just you you hope you know, for certain dreams and you kind of like have this image in your head, like, oh, I think my child's going to do X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's always a pleasure to to hear stories mm-hmm. where the families are so, are so supportive of what their children's potential is and what their dreams are, because there's nothing better than just to see your child happy yeah. Yeah. and really happy doing what they're doing. Because if you really love it, you're going to find a way. And, uh, you'll do it nonstop, just like you said, like the constant dancing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think uh, amongst all the, everyone we've interviewed, like a good uh, a pattern or there's a, it seems like to me there's a pattern like the people, you know, the parents who support them, the way your family support, you know, like supports you. is like, it's great and it really helps them in their success. So, you know, if you're a parent who has a child that wants to be in the arts and be creative, support them. Uh, because it will help them achieve things, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. We've interviewed some people who kind of did it on the down low, but Mm -hmm. they really (laughs) had to struggle and fight to get to where they're at. So, um, yeah, kudos to your your parents, your family, and your sister for pushing you to do that. Uh, You know, going back to Disney being half Filipino, like, cast, right? Mm-hmm. Good saying, job, Disney. <laughs> I was just thinking, no, because, like, yeah, if, like, the audition criteria is dance and sing, <laughs> that's almost, like, a given. It's, like, like, so it's unfair, like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, because when, when he said, like, yeah, you just had to learn how to dance and sing, I was like, Filipinos. <laughs> like, that's, like, we just yeah, got that truly. shit locked. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, all those Filipino parties, that's that's yeah, where you start. It's paid off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> those Christmas parties for your, um, and your parents' birthday, that's all, like, preparation for auditions, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta break up that garage life where the, all the uncles are at and just, like, do a little show for them and then, like, leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so your, your mom knew, so she was probably like, yeah, for, 
dance for your uncles. They're the harshest critics. No, she already knew. She was just like, go, go, dance. I'm like, I just did it like five times. <laughs> Not good enough. Go. <laughs> um, so, like, for you, like, do you have, so you're going to go into your senior year, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Um How's are you gonna p- apply for college? What's 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 your five year plan? As uh, Jr. would say, yes. <laughs> the other degrees in yeah, the other there. Degrees <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to watch our other episodes on voices. But <laughs> yes, so what's your five year plan? <laughs> well, I think the main plan is just to, of course, go to college, and I think I would study, of course, dance, or I would do actually graphic design, because I took those classes in high school, and I really enjoyed just, like, learning about animation and stuff, so, I mean, yeah, just the TV and film industry, and just how much is growing into their animation department, it's just, yeah, I think I would want to learn, and kind of just, that'd be another path I would want to take. Actually, you just bring something up, uh, that I kind of, I'm kind of curious about, like, so as a student who uses the arts program now, um, how do you feel like, you know, either it prepares you or it changes your outlook on things or, you know, it makes you want to go to school? <laughs> I mean, me personally, of course, I believe the arts is very important and I think kids should, I mean, school should continue to just keep having those art programs. So, I mean, kids are really just using their creative minds like those there's the people that of course are very more creative or they're very more logic but i've of course like i'm on the creative side and i believe that is a great way to kind of just prepare you for what career you want to have in the future so i mean that's basically what high school is just preparing you for life wow Deep. i can only imagine like what you know colleges when they see your application <laughs> says, Club Mickey Mouse, Musketeer. That's that's huge. That's huge. Do you have some colleges in mind yet of where you want to go? Definitely would want to stay local here. So I'm hoping either USC or UCLA. Ooh, it's like a draft pick. For I know. That's a, <laughs> you know, there is that's a strong rivalry right yeah. there. Oh man. <laughs> so one or the other. I'll be. <laughs> Mom's like, whichever gives the better scholarship. Package. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> College like, is yeah. so expensive, dude. Yeah, Westwood, like to live like uh, like by UCLA is it's. Oh my gosh, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Or, I, I don't know how or students live out there. by USC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the campus at USC is beautiful. And their dance program is just like the campus. campus. Guys, main campus, campus is on the beautiful. Word. The campus main is beautiful. Campus. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, USC, but you know we're telling the truth. <laughs> So did you get to interact much with Bruno Mars? Yes, I actually saw him after our performance in, I think, our last city in San Francisco. And we got to go to the after party, of course. You know, I'm just having a great time. And then someone announced that Bruno was in the building. So I was, like, on the search. I was just like, <laughs> where is he? And then, because I saw him a little bit before the show even happened, and I wanted to ask him for a picture. But unfortunately, he had to go, like, right away to rehearsal. But it's amazing because I finally found him at the after party. He was, like surrounded by his bodyguards, but he looked and then he kind of just like pointed at me and then his body, he, like him and his bodyguards just started moving towards me. I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> so he came up to me, he was like, hey, I remember you. I was like, yep, I just danced with you. So it's pretty crazy. I mean, that was one of the greatest experiences. I mean, he gave me such inspirational advice and 
What did he tell you? I mean, just follow your dreams, say who you are, and just never forget it. He is fabulous to watch in person, too. Oh, yeah, just so I've amazing. I've been to, I think, two or three concerts now in uh, different cities, and um, it's so, the energy is so high. Mm-hmm. So to, to be a dancer on anything that he's on, oh, my God, like, that must be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like, for, for a lot of people who, um, who don't dance, um, you know, like, a two-minute routine, it, it could be brutal. It could, you know, like if it's if it's like super fast paced hip hop. I mean, like it's it's a true full body workout. Yeah, most definitely. I, mean, I think you should put Walter through one of your routines. <laughs> I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I'll probably be sweating and dying. I think end, I'd be impressed by you. You I'll can still it. move. You still I'll got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I move. You'll just, you'll just, just feel it. Great. It's just not going to be great. You'll just feel it for like <laughs> 10 days after. Yeah. <laughs> What's your motivation and like how do you inspire yourself to make routines? Well, it's actually great because I, of course, started out first as a dancer, but now as I'm getting older, I'm venturing out into this choreography world. So I'm really starting to learn the visual, the visuals of like, um, what a choreographer goes through and just like getting to know what's the concept of the number, what is like all these um, little, little bits of parts put together to make an amazing piece. And it's great because over the last year, I've actually got to choreograph for a couple of studios. And I mean, it's definitely a hard process, cho- choreography over dancing, because dancing, you learn the steps and you perform it. But choreography is a whole nother level because you just have to think of the whole group itself. You have to think what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, what do they need to work on, and kind of just what's a great way to tell like a story in the, throughout the whole dance. So it's um, definitely a much harder process. Arlene here was a dancer. Oh, my God. It, you, everything you're saying is just like... So back in college when I was in Texas, uh, we had we would have, uh, through the Filipino Student Association, we would have um, a big gathering uh, that we call Goodfill. And Goodfill has, is still running strong. The dances have gotten even crazier. And um, and even some of the dancers that I knew from back then, they, they've made it on to big shows. Um, like America's Best Dance Crew and and uh, and other dances, uh, other dancing shows, and it's incredible because, like, as a student, our school, our the people in our Filipino Student Association, we were mostly engineers and nurses mm-hmm. uh, and business majors. We had some arts folks, but our school wasn't arts heavy, and so we had like the 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 nerdiest of the nerds <laughs> making all of uh, the choreography, and it's intense because like it's like. It's like right, um, right at the start of spring break, and so like you're finishing up all your midterms going into it. So like we would go to class like all day long, and then we would rehearse for six hours afterwards. And then you still have like all the other sports, whatever you know, sports you're doing. Like I did football, volleyball, and basketball, and so it was just like crazy. And as a student, like you just don't think, like you're just like, oh, I. I can get a B in this <laughs> class because <laughs> you have to like you have to sleep for God's sake. Yeah. Like, but it's it's such a rush, you know, trying to figure out like even the transitions because you're right, like strong dancers, weak dancers. Who who's going to transition to the front? Yeah, there's you just know, so like, many you parts to, that in, like that I never knew were involved in just choreographing a piece because I've only viewed it as being choreographed on, mm-hmm. but never having to be the teacher and kind of step into that role. 
I heard that you performed at the Super Bowl. I did, indeed. Awesome. And tell the <laughs> audience, who did you get to meet when you were at the Super Bowl? Well, when I I did the Super Bowl 49 halftime show with Katy Perry and special guest Missy Elliott. What? <laughs> Dang. That is dope. That was one of, I, I could say it's my favorite job that I've ever done and just one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. There are tons of people watching that right now, like, ages like 40 and below were just jealous of you right now that you got to yeah, do that. Yeah, cuz you know there's a lot of people who who didn't know who Missy Elliott was. No, they thought that she was a new artist when she came out. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my yeah. gosh." I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah yes. I, I remember those like those tweets <laughs> and be like, "Oh yeah, Katy Perry's going to blow up her career." She's going to Yeah, like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, "What? She came way before yeah. Katy." Oh my god. Like, oh my oh, god. Man. Like this chick like made a music video and she was like in this black garbage bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite videos. Yeah, too. <laughs> it's dope. So, like, what was what was that like? I mean, how did you get to interact with them, or like, yeah, and just being able to dance on stage? Like, man, yeah, it was definitely a crazy process for how I got there. So, first off, we all like there was an audition sent out to kids like for auditions for the Super Bowl, and it was just like like it literally said straight Super Bowl, and I was like I'm there, and it was actually unfortunate for me because I got cut like on the last round, Ooh. so I got I ended up pretty sad that day. But then one of my uh, closest friends and choreographers I actually get to work with, her name's Trisha Miranda, she hit me up and she was like, Are you available um, for like two weeks? I was like, Yeah, sure, and then. We look back on like the dates that they gave us for the Super Bowl, and then we were kind of just trying to figure it out. We were like, "Wait, but these are all the same dates." <laughs> so, yeah. And then as soon as we got to rehearsal, they were like, "Hey, you're doing the Super Bowl." I'm like, "Oh, cool." Wow. <laughs> so that process was amazing. But I mean, just I've worked with actually, I've actually, sorry, about <laughs> <laughs> okay. my English. Yeah. Um, I've actually got to work with Missy before because I worked with one of her protege artists, Sharia J, who's actually competing on the four right now. Oh, so, oh nice. cool. Yeah, I got to work with her and kind of just talk to her. That was the first interaction with her. But it's kind of cool because I saw her back at rehearsal and then she remembered who I was. And I was ah. like, oh, that's cool. Missy Ellie knows who I am. Okay, yeah. I feel so cool. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, but... So there, so there's all of these like awesome experiences as celebrities. What about you know that whole other group, the the people who kind of like heckle you and and um you know kind of just hate on you. Yeah, the the just, the kids out there that just just want to troll you. How do you deal with all of that? Like, what has your experience been? I believe uh, people through social media are always seeing the positive side of things, but they never get to see the negative side or all the challenges that us as just people have to go through. I mean, one of the biggest challenges for me was um, when I was in elementary school, I got bullied because I was a male dancer and it wasn't necessarily the boy thing to do. Everyone was out on the fields. They were all like playing baseball or soccer, but I was always in the studio just training, training, training. So I kind of felt like the oddball of the group because I was always left out of like, like, I was sitting alone at lunch tables at, mm. ended up at that point. But, I mean, once again, a big moral for me was just be yourself and be proud of it. And, I mean, I'm so glad that my choice was to stick to dance rather than to listen to these people who, like, didn't really have influence on me because I knew what was right for me and I knew what was going to be right for the rest of my life. How did you wow. get over it? Because that's a, 
you know, that's that's such a tragic, you know, experience for anybody to go through. And I feel like it's so relatable. You know, did you seek advice out like through family, through friends? Like, how did you push yourself to to keep going? Family, friends and choreographers really helped me through. And it's funny because the only thing that was going to help me through this issue was dance, because that's the only place where I can really express my emotions without having to open my mouth. But just such a great thing about dance is that just through movement itself, you get to show so many emotions and just switch through and just show how you feel. I mean, it's it's just, so emotional. Yeah, it's so, so emotional. Yeah, anyway. It's definitely taken. It's definitely been taken to another level at like this point. And you t- you do do you take that like all that stuff and just channel it into your performance? Um, Most definitely, I feel like a lot of my emotions that I use in dance come from real life experiences, and I mean, I just really have to channel kind of what has happened in those moments and why it made me feel that way and then just realize that through all all the bad things that have happened I'm still here getting to do what I love to do as a job and I couldn't be happier and I mean do you still do you see some of those uh old school bullies uh around your hometown or whatever and you know how how do they treat you now that you're um i well, it's funny because I went, I left that school in seventh grade, but I actually came back to watch their eighth grade graduation for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I came back and then apparently that year, a lot of stuff happened for me. And then I came back, they were all like, oh my gosh, hi. I was like, nope, don't even <laughs> do that to me right now. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just so sad and tragic that like, you know, with, I mean, I don't know if like it's just kids are just jealous to you know it's they see someone who's living their you know dream or what they doing what they want to do and they just want to bring you down because they're not able to do what they want to do i don't know if it's that or just because parents like influence their kids you know that's i always wondered about that i think it's really hard to tell because i mean on on one side of things like if there's not a lot of dancers in a school that you're going to, they're not going to be able to relate. So it's just something totally different. And it's easier to, you know, make fun of somebody who's doing something totally different than the majority and not really understanding it. And, um, and it's, it's horrible, you know, but I think if you're really passionate about what you do and, and you put your heart and soul into it, like, I mean, you're going to be successful in whatever that is, whether that's yeah. math, science, the yeah, arts, I dancing. I it's like, a feeling of not wanting to be at the oddball or just like be left out from like the whole group as a whole. But for me, it was just, no, like I don't want to be just a part of you guys and like change myself for who I am. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Uh, you know, it speaks volumes of your character and how your family, you know, raised your, you know, and your resiliency. That, I think, yeah, that's a strong sense of character and self to be able to do that because that, to be honest, you know, growing up, I've seen a lot of people who, who will crumble to that kind of pressure just to please other people. Yeah, I find that very saddening. And I believe that, like, I mean, that's, like, the main lesson out there is just, like, don't let people judge you for what you like or, like, what you want to be when you, like, grow up. It's just, no, don't let these people bring you down. And I believe it's just kind of, like, yeah, I mean, it's really sad to me when people tell me, like, hey, I decided to, like, kind of change because this person has had an influence on Mm -hmm. me but yeah it's just really saddening to me yeah and i mean you know like just for people who are listening and watching this you know like follow your passion right like do 
I know it's going to be tough, but, like, I mean, look at this guy. He got to dance with Katy Perry and Missy Elliott, like, and you've gotten travel, and you're not, you know, and you're not even 18 yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm very fortunate to, like, have known what I want to do at such a young age. And, and you're, just you're really choreographing also in the Philippines, too, right? Yes, I just came back from a teaching workshop with my friend Tati McQuay in the Philippines that we ah, went that's wild. <laughs> How... Have, do you go back to Philippines often, or was that the first time? I believe I'm going back in December to teach some more workshops. So. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. how does it, uh, being a, uh, are you a first, were you born here or immigrated, and how's? Uh, they were born in the Philippines, okay. and then by they, sorry, the camera. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were born in the Philippines, and then they came here, and I was born in Hemet, California, and then I moved to Marietta, California. Oh, okay. And since you... Um, how how often did you guys go back and forth from the Philippines? Mm. As a it wasn't buy-in. very that often. I mean, we it would be like a four, three, four year gap in between each trip. But I mean, I enjoy getting to come back. To that's still there. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's still pretty good. My parents would do the oh, Anak, we're gonna go to the Philippines, <laughs> and then like we like she would tell me like both my parents would tell me every year. And, like, we didn't go back until, like, I was 15. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to go back to the Philippines. Oh, happen. man. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I think, like, for me, like, I immigrated. And then I didn't go back to the Philippines until, like, my high school graduation. Oh, really? And it, yeah, like. Oh, I didn't know it was that long. It was a while. And then, like, I almost forgot how to speak Tagalog. Like, some my relative tried to speak to me in Tagalog, and I tried to respond to him. And I was like. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Holy crap! I forgot how to speak Tagalog." And then, I yeah, like several months later, my dad was like, "Yeah, we're going to Philippines." And then slowly but surely, it came back. It comes back, yeah. Which it's be the immersion. Yeah, yeah, and it was because I was, I think I spent the whole summer there, and then mm-hmm. I, it just the gears just started working again. Fast forward. When I was joining the army, right? And then I took a linguist <laughs> test, test and I got paid. I, I got paid knowing Tagalog. And I was like, yes. What, what level did you get? Uh, two plus. Oh, not bad. Yeah, man. That uh, test is hard. That, that military language test is hard. Yeah. So, I mean, for all you <laughs> bilingual folks, you like don't lose that language, you know? Again, it's like even if you get pressured by people, be like, oh, why do you have an accent? Or why do you have, why you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, they're just jealous. They don't speak a second language. That's Keep true. it, because you're going to get paid. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, do you have any future projects? Uh, I know you this, this, you talked about Philippines, but yeah, do you have any upcoming projects and you, know, you want to plug your uh, show? Well, currently this week, I am back um, filming with Club Mickey Mouse, and we're actually in the process of filming a back-to-school special, which will be coming out at the end of summer. Cool. So be on the lookout for that, and I'll just be, on my off time, I'll just be dancing, creating content for my Instagram and YouTube, and yeah, I mean, you can follow me on my socials at Gabe the Official and on YouTube, Gabe Guzman. How does it feel to be a heartthrob? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that one's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Something I'll never know. <laughs> it's okay, Walter. It's okay. <laughs> Which is what's funny is like uh, as we're doing this, I'm just realizing like out of everyone we've interviewed, like my niece and nephew, like will only really probably care about this. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Totally. We'll get cool points. Yeah. We They're won't. Like, we won't look that old anymore. <laughs> they'll be like, "Who's AJ Calame?" <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Sorry. We yeah, love you, AJ. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but again, hey, thank you for coming and visiting us. Um, I really appreciate talking to you, and I'm sure Arlene has. And like, oh my gosh, it's been amazing. The audience <laughs> had, you know, so much knowledge for someone so young, and I really wish you the the best. And I hope like you'll be the Justin Timberlake of your yes, generation. We're rooting you know? for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I mean, it's been a blast. Well, thank you for coming to Philam Creative's Voices. I really appreciated your stories, and you're so insightful for someone so young but you are so accomplished. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's a great first podcast I've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) So with you guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, Follow Philam Creative Voices on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But our uh, umbrella Philam Creative is also Philam Creative on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So thank you for watching. And now it's time to say goodbye. To all our friends and family. V O I C S. I cut it. <laughs> Good night, guys. Thank you. Okay, bye. <laughs>